Well, praise the Lord. Anybody have an idea what we're going to talk about today? All right. Well, we want to welcome everyone to join us by live stream this morning. Praise God. Uh, I asked the question, does anyone know uh, what we're going to talk about? And, of course, one of my sisters said, Brenda. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about Brenda then. <laughs> now, we're going to talk about faith. Yes, amen. How many, uh, amen. How many of you know that you cannot walk with God without faith? Amen. Amen. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith it's impossible to please Him. So really, every message you'll hear here at Hill Country Cowboy Church will be a faith message. It will have something to do with your faith and growing in faith. Amen? Because we are a faith and a word church. I'm not a, and I told you this last week, I've told you many times before, I'm not a preacher that's going to just make a message uh, or prepare a message that's going to tickle your ears and make you feel all oozy inside and, and good about yourself. I'm a teacher of the Word of God. And I take, my, I take the calling that God has given me very, very seriously to make sure that I rightly divide the Word of truth so that I bring you truth. Amen? Amen. So that's what we're going to get here. Uh, I want to continue this morning teaching on uh, the subject that we've all been familiar with, and that is how our words, how the things that you and I say uh, have a direct impact on our lives. You know, we broke ground on this uh, subject last Sunday, <clears throat> but how many of you know that there's still a lot of things you can learn? How many of you think you know everything? I'm just testing to see if anybody's paying, not paying attention. Just raise your hand, anything I say. Amen. God has, has so much more that he wants to show us, and he will show us about uh, uh, the words we use. And I believe in my heart that everything we hear today, if you'll put it into practice in your life, it is going to help you. Amen? Amen. We need to realize, my brothers and sisters, how important our words really are. And as I told you last week, and I'm just going to repeat a few things, that I am convinced that the church as a whole... Now, I realize there's a lot of Christians, especially in this body, that are, are getting over into the edge of what I'm talking about and watching what they're saying. Last week's message was, about, uh, was titled, Watch Your Mouth. How many of you have been watching your mouth this past week? Turn around and look at your neighbors. Amen. So the Word of God is working. Amen. Amen. But He has so much more for us. And what I'm talking about is every believer, every Christian getting a divine revelation from the Scriptures. Not from the pulpit, not from the, me standing up here, but from the Word of God. But getting a divine revelation from the Scriptures where you know that you know that you know that the words you speak are actually being played out in your life. Amen. That your life is a reflection of what you've been saying. And I'm going to show you that in the Word of God. And I'm believing as you and I continue to receive God's wisdom about how important our words are, that we're going to be more, we're going to, Continue or be more diligent about watching the words that come out of our mouth. Can I get an amen to that? That we won't live our life with an undisciplined tongue. Too many Christians live lives with undisciplined tongues. They just say anything they want to say anytime they want to say it. That we won't just go around speaking anything we feel. How many of you know your feelings shouldn't guide your words? But your words should guide your feelings. Amen. Saying what they feel, and then they feel what they say. And they wonder why. Some of y'all didn't get that. <laughs> Amen. They just use their words to say whatever may come to their minds. And really, they don't even really pay attention to what they're saying. Uh, and when that happens, my brothers and sisters, what, what we see a lot of times is we see people that are, uh, their lives are so out of order. And they don't want them to be out of order. 
but because of their mouths, their lives are out of order. And how many of you know we serve a God that says, I want everything in order? How many of you know that the only order that God has is in His Word? Amen? Amen. That we are to live by His Word, we are to walk by His Word. Amen? Amen. It is my heart's desire and my calling, as I said earlier, to bring you God's truth. Amen? The one thing I desire more as a pastor is to get truth to you and then to see you apply that truth to your life. Why? So you will see your life, listen to me now, transformed by the Word of God. My life has been transformed by the Word. Amen. I mean, there's some in here that may have known me in my past life. And He has transformed me. I, I've known some of you from just two, uh, couple, couple, two or three years ago. And I can guarantee you He's transformed your life too. Amen. Amen. The Word of God is the transformation. Amen? Amen? See, the transformation actually starts with an understanding of how powerful my words are and your words are. Amen? Uh, and that an undisciplined mouth will lead you into destruction and self-ruin but then also learning how to use your words skillfully will per perfect your confession. It will strengthen your faith. It will bring you into God's blessings. Can you say amen to that? All right, well, that was my introduction. Amen? So let's begin here in Proverbs chapter 13. Proverbs chapter 13. Say amen when you're there. Amen. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 3. And I read out of the New King James Version, so it may be just a little different than yours. It says in verse 3, he says, He who guards his mouth preserves his life. The word mouth in the Hebrew uh, means speech. It means your talk. It means your words need to get a hold of that. Okay? Amen. <clears throat> That's what your mouth represents. Everything you're going to say. It says, He who guards his words preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips. That's the person who just talks all the time about anything. Always has an opinion. Always wants to give their opinion. Always wants to tell everybody else how the world is. How many of you know somebody like that? How many of you have looked at the mirror this morning? <laughs> we all fall into that trap. Okay? But we need, we're going to start reversing that. Amen? We can reverse what we used to be. I've done it myself. I've gotten involved in conversations I knew I shouldn't be in. Because I've read the Word. I know the Word. But you get, sometimes you just get sucked in. That's why I say, you know, at the end of the day, I go, Father, forgive me, for I knew not what I said. Amen. Why do I do that? Because what you say isn't going to manifest in my life. But what I say is what's going to manifest in my life. And if I agree with everything that's going on in this world, and I just want to speak voice in that, and I want to talk about it, COVID, and I want to talk about this, and I want to talk about that, and I start speaking words that I know that are contrary to God's word, guess what's going to happen in my life? Now, a lot of you will say, well, I don't know about that, Pastor. Well, hopefully by the end of the day, you'll know. Amen? Because if you don't know it, you're not going to do it. And that's just the truth. Amen. The passion in that scripture, well, let me finish that. It said, but he who opens wide his lips shall have what? Destruction. For he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. Is that an, op is that an option? No. That's the truth. And we need to know that. You guard your mouth, you're going to guard your life. You open your mouth, just say anything you want to say, anytime you want to say it, you're going to have destruction. Or God's word's a lie. And I believe God's word. The passion in that verse, and I know you don't have this, it says, guard your words and you'll guard your life. Excuse me. But if you don't control your tongue, it, talking about your tongue, 
will ruin everything. You know, it just can't get any clearer than that, can it? Can God say it to you any clearer than that? Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to watch your mouth. Amen. And we don't say that ugly. We're just speaking the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. So we can see here in this one scripture, and I'm going to be giving you more, how your words are important to your life. Uh, the New Living Translation says this. It says, uh, those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. <laughs> now turn over to Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. And my brothers and sisters, I, I, I'm really just wanting you to understand that I'm, what I'm trying to accomplish today is to get you to see how what you say, not what pastor says, not what your wife says, not what your husband says, but what you say. Amen? And not even what they say. You know, they always want to say something. How many of you know that? I've talked to people before and they'll say, well, they say this, Pastor. Well, who's they? Who's they? Is, is, is there any they smarter than God? Absolutely not. Amen. It's how what you say is going to impact your life. Amen? You've got to see this first because if you, I can get you to see what the Bible says about your words then I believe you'll start watching over your words and you'll put a guard or a zipper over your lips. Remember when we used to do this? Or mama would do that. Better zip that lip, young man. Amen. Sometimes we need to just zip our lip. In other words, you won't use your tongue loosely and go around saying things that you shouldn't be saying. Sometimes you just don't need to get in some conversations. How many of you know that? Amen. I'm not asking you to be rude to anyone. Here's what you can do. Somebody comes up to you and starts uh, spewing all kinds of negative stuff about what's going on in the world, what's going on with COVID or whatever it may be. Well, just let them talk. And then you just say, but God. But God, huh? I always say just but God. Amen. And then when they say, what are you talking about? Then you have an open door to tell them. Amen? There you go. It's an open door to start, start ministering the Word of God to them. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20. It says, A man's stomach that's not talking about your physical stomach. It's talking about your inward person. The person on the inside of you. How many of you know you're a spirit being? You live in a body and you have a soul. Amen? But the real you, and that's the part that's going to heaven, right? How many of you know your body, when you die, your body goes in the ground, but your spirit goes into, into heaven? So the spirit is the real you. Okay, so when you hear the word stomach in certain instances in the Bible where it says a man's stomach, it's talking about your inward person. A, man's, a person's inward man shall be satisfied with what? The fruit of his mouth. Amen? The fruit of your mouth. Now it's important to understand that fruit is something that takes a little bit of time to develop. So the fruit of your words may not come overnight. Amen. But it is coming. Amen. The harvest is going to come. Hallelujah. I mean, you don't plant apples, uh, plant an apple seed one day and then go out there and won't pick apples off the tree the next day, do you? Takes a little bit of while, a little time for it to develop, right? Amen. So when he says, uh, you or I, shall be satisfied with the fruit of our mouth, what he's meaning is the words or the seeds. Mark 4 chapter says the seed is the word, right? That the words or the seeds that we plant with our mouth will eventually produce fruit in our lives. 
And that that fruit can either be negative or positive. It's our choice. Amen? Amen. You choose what you want to plant. You choose the seed. Nobody can make you plant negative seed. But the only way it's going to change, and I don't want to get at least a week or two ahead of myself, because after the first year, we're going to start really talking about a little bit more about renewing our mind. Amen? That we plant seed that from up here. Our attitudes, our behavior patterns, our, our thought patterns. No we'll just open our mouth and say what's ever on our mind. Have you ever said that? I'm going to give that person a piece of my mind. Don't give them too many pieces. You won't have any left. Amen. So again, verse 20 says this. It says, A man's stomach shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And then it says, From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Your life is going to be filled with whatever comes out, out from between those two lips. Amen? Isn't that what it says? Does your Bible say that? Alright. I want to make sure we're on the same page. Now look at verse 21. It says death and life. Not just life, but death and life are in the power of what? Are in the power of what? Whose tongue? Your tongue and my tongue. Isn't that what that scripture says? Amen. I don't want anyone leaving here thinking, well, what was he preaching? You know me long enough, you're going to know I'm going to preach right out of the word. That way, if you have any arguments, just take it up with him. Amen. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. How many of you know the tongue produces your words? So it could read this, death and, death and life are in the power of the words you speak. Couldn't it? And those who love it, love the words that you speak, will eat the fruit of the words you speak. So you and I, sinner and saint alike, we are going to eat the fruit of our words over a process of time. Remember, it takes seed a little bit of time. So you don't come up to me and say after service, well, I said this yesterday and I ain't seen it. Well, you don't cancel. If it's negative, you don't cancel. You will. Because the word ain't a lie. Amen. Some may say, well, I just don't believe that. Well, it don't matter what you believe. It don't matter what I believe. Because the Bible says it does its truth. Amen. And we got to believe the Bible. Amen. John 17, 17, Jesus said this. Just write this down or you can look up on the board. It says, sanctify them by your truth. Then he says this. He says, your word is truth. He also said in John 8, 32, he says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. I add uh, right before that, right after it makes you mad. Amen. How many of you, <laughs> I'm going to get you to tell off on yourself. When you heard, first heard me preach, got mad at me. Come on, raise your hands. I know more than that because yeah, there's two, two people telling the truth. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it wasn't the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it was every time, right? <laughs> <laughs> amen, amen. <laughs> hey, you know something? I've irritated myself before. Amen. But I had to repent. Amen. But you know, it don't matter what we believe. The Word of God is truth, and it does not require me to believe it for it to be true. So if God says, John, I want to tell you something, son. You need to watch what you say because what you say is what you're going to live. Then I got a choice right then to say, well, I, you know something, God, I just don't believe you. And I'm not going to say that because I ain't going to call God a liar. Amen. Because when I say I don't believe something, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm calling God a liar. I'm saying, well, I know your word says exactly that, Father, but I just don't believe it. That's a dangerous place, guys. Amen. 
So when you know the truth and you begin applying that truth in your life, then you're going to take back those things that the enemy has stole from you through your words. The, the, the enemy cannot take anything from you that you don't let him have. And you let him have things in your life because of your words. Amen. Or the lack of using your words. Are you hearing me? No, you don't, devil. You can't have that. That belongs to me. And you fill in the blank. That's my wife. You can't have her. That's my husband. You can't have her. Have him. That's my children. You can't have him. Amen. We need to speak what God's Word says. Amen. Over everything in our lives. Everything. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. Got one right there. You know something, I've, I've learned this, and the Holy Ghost helped me with this. He says when they're silent, that's when you're really ministering to them. That's, when, that's who's really listening to it, and they're kind of squirming in their chair. They're not wanting anybody on their left or right to see them squirming. So, you know, they've got to do it dignified. <laughs> Listen to me. You're going to take back what the devil has stole from you, from you using wrong words. And listen, the devil does not want you knowing that. He does not want you knowing that you have power in your words. Amen. That you have power in your mouth. Why? Because he knows if he can keep you blinded to the truth, then you'll just keep talking like you're talking. And you'll keep receiving what you're receiving. And your life will stay up, turned upside down. And you'll just keep wondering why my life is so upside down. Amen. Why I'm, this is happening in my life. Why is this happening to me, Lord? I told you this last week. He said, because of your mouth. And there's just some things I can't change. And how many of you know that, that I'm a true believer that God just can't do anything He wants to in your life without your permission? People say, really? God can do anything He wants to. No, He can't. Because His Word says He can't. We're going to learn about that now. I see the deer in the headlight look. <laughs> Let me tell you something. God gave you authority. Amen. Didn't He? Yes. He put the authority in your mouth. Right. Amen. He's not coming back to earth until He comes to get us. Ooh, Amen. Amen. And when he, well, he's, hey, actually, he's not coming back to earth to get us because we're going to meet him in the air according to the Bible. Amen? But then after the seven-year tribulation, he's going to come back and establish his government. Amen? Hallelujah. But he's not coming back. He's already finished his work. How many of you know that? If you don't know that, you need to read your Bible. When he stretched his arms out on the cross, he said, it is finished. That means my part is finished. Now, then he goes on to say, and I'm not going to get, like I say, I'm going to start talking about the authority and renewing our minds to the Word of God, but we need to know that God gave us authority. Luke 10, 19. Amen. Behold, I give you authority. Hallelujah. Just write that down and check it out for yourself. Praise God. But if the devil can keep us blinded to the truth, then we'll just go on using words that can bring ruin to our lives. Uh, just, if you would, just take a moment and just look at the implications of that Scripture. He said, death and life are in the power of your tongue. Notice he said it's your tongue that has the influence over your life. It's not your job. Amen. It's not the government. It's not anything like that. He said death and life are in the power of your tongue. So it does matter, my brothers and sisters, what you say. Are you hearing me? It matters what you speak over yourself in your life. It matters what you speak over your marriage. It matters what you speak over your children. It matters what you speak over your finances. It matters. Why? Because God says it does. Are you with me? 
death and life are in the power of my tongue, mine, and my words. Amen? So it's my words that carry with them death or life. And notice there's always a choice. That it's always my choice what I'm going to speak. And I choose to speak life, praise God. But I can speak negative words over my marriage and destroy it. And I can testify that I've done that before. Amen. Back before I was saved. I just said whatever came to my heart. And at the time I said ugly things, ugly things were in my heart. How many of you know that? How many of you know you don't say anything that ain't in your heart first? Amen. So I can speak negative words over my marriage and destroy it, or I can speak positive words over my marriage and cause it to flourish. I choose to flourish. Amen. I can speak negative words over my children, or I can speak positive words over my children. I can speak negative words over my health and my well-being, or I can speak positive words over my health and well-being. And whatever words I choose to speak are going to frame my future. Amen. Not what I'm having today, but what I'm going to have tomorrow. Are you hearing me? Hebrews 11.3 Keep that in mind that your words frame your future. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith, we understand that the worlds, that's everything you and I see, right? All the universes, all the galaxies, whatever there is, Everything that the worlds were framed by what? By the Word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Notice the spoken word was the invisible thing that God used to create and frame the world. How many of you can see words? How many of you just saw those words that came out of my mouth? No. But did they have any less power because you couldn't see them? Amen. Keep that in mind. You say, yeah, but pastor, but that was God. Well, how many of you know the same God, that same God lives on the inside of you? That the greater one lives on the inside of you? Well, if God is in you, then the same power He used to create and frame worlds is in you. Right? Isn't that, is it that just logical? Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. So we can create our world, the things we will see, the things that aren't seen right now, but when we speak them, they're going to be, the things that we will see with our spoken words. And our words will either be working against us, listen to me now, or they're going to be working for us. But they are going to be working. Amen. Because the Bible says they will. And I don't know about you, but I believe the Bible. How many Bible believers do we have in here? Amen. The Amplified says in this verse, actually in these two verses, it says, A man's moral self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth, and with the consequence of his words he must be satisfied whether good or evil. I'm going to read that again. With the consequence of his words, he must, not he might, but he must. That means it's going to happen. So you better be satisfied with it. You better be satisfied with what's coming because you said it, right? Amen. Must be satisfied whether good or evil. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that who indulge in it in those type of words, shall eat the fruit of it for either death or life. Amen. God just can't make it any plainer than that, guys. I could stop right there and say in closing, but I'm not going to, praise God. Because i got more for you. Amen. Hey, thank you, brother. I am. Praise God. Matter of fact, I'm preaching a whole lot better than y'all are shouting. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. But I'm going to show you even more scriptures and what he's telling us that, that everything in our lives 
whether it's bad or it's good, is connected directly to the words we speak. Now, turn over to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. And we'll get into some red letter stuff. How many of you like that red letter stuff? Excuse me. Hallelujah. Let's, let's look at just take a look at what Jesus says about your words and my words. Is anybody interested in what Jesus has to say? Yeah. Amen. Look at this in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Now, how, many, how would you like to be sitting in this, in this congregation and hear this message? It says, brood of vipers. <laughs> how many of you know Jesus was preaching this in the temple? <laughs> uh, that would empty out a church real quick, wouldn't it? <laughs> I came in here and just started my sermon. You brood of vipers. I'd be preaching to empty pews. Even Brenda's pew would be empty. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> but that's what Jesus said. But he's preaching to the religious people. He said, brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? Now look at this. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So Jesus says, whatever's in a person's heart is, is what they will, not might, not maybe, not sometime, but what's in their heart is what they're going to say. Amen. That's why nobody can ever say, well, I didn't mean that. Yeah, you did, and you wouldn't have said it. And what you should have said, instead of saying, I didn't mean that, say, I'm sorry. I let my mouth get out of control. Forgive me. Amen? Hallelujah. Verse 35. It says, a good man, out of the good treasure which that word means the deposit, whatever's deposited in his heart. A good man out of the good deposit of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil deposit or treasure of his heart will bring forth evil things. So whether it's positive or it's negative, whether it's good or it's evil, when you or I speak words, we are planting seeds, and those seeds over the process of time are going to bring us a harvest. And we need to get a hold of that statement. Amen? Your heart, say this with me, my heart will bring me a harvest. So I plant good seed out of my heart. Amen? Your heart will bring you a harvest. And notice what your harvest is connected to. Who can tell me? Thank you, my sister. Your words. Your harvest is connected directly to your words. It's the seeds you have planted. Amen? Listen, what you're planting, you're producing. You can't plant words of fear, doubt, and unbelief and expect a harvest of God's blessings. You just can't do that. Amen. You can't, and I'll just use Miss Brenda now because I, I, we, we used to have some heated fellowship years and years and years ago. But I'll give you an example. I couldn't expect to say things that she was, what I thought was she should be doing in her life. Okay? Are uh, speaking derogatory words about her and then expect just a loving answer back. How I many of you know that ain't going to happen? Amen. Your words will produce results. It's going to bring you a harvest. Amen. I've told people like this in counseling. I've said, listen, you need to get rid of that, uh, that evil speaking. Uh, speaking love, you need to speak loving words over one another whether you feel them or not. It don't have nothing to do with your feelings. Eventually, your feelings will line up with your words. But by faith, we're faith people, right? We walk by faith. If you're a faith person, you've got to start opening your mouth and saying something different by faith. It don't matter what that rascal may be doing to you. Amen? 
don't matter what he said, it didn't matter what I said. Amen? But back then, she just returned evil for evil. Amen? But now we get to do like that, we'll just turn and walk away from one another. <laughs> well, we did, but now we just say, you know something? It ain't worth it. It just ain't worth it. It ain't worth the argument. What, what's, what difference is it going to make tomorrow? And surely what difference is it going to make in eternity? But see, what little did I know when I was uh, talking about what I thought about her, I was bringing turmoil into my own life. I was the one staying frustrated. How many of you ever been mad at somebody and they didn't even know it? Now, how silly is that? <laughs> Are you, yeah, everybody's laughing. But you see, now your brain's working. Were they, were they really grieved that you were mad at them? No, they didn't even know it. <laughs> Amen. We're having a good time, but there's some truth coming out here. We need to watch our attitudes, watch the words we say. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, you got the yeah, you got it on. Amen. I need just a tad more air in here, please. I'm not, I don't want to freeze anybody out, but I uh, praise God. All right. <laughs> Let me get back on track here. How many of you know that we'll we're gonna harvest what we plant? We plant wrong, what's coming up? Wrong. We plant wrong, we harvest wrong. We plant right, we harvest right. Just as simple as that. Hallelujah. God said in Genesis chapter 1, you don't have to turn there, but God said in Genesis chapter 1 that every seed, not some of the seeds, but every seed, produces after its own kind. Whether it was a seed of an animal, a seed of a human, or a seed of a plant. Are you with me? So, uh, an apple tree can't bear a watermelon. Amen. Now, man has tried to manipulate that over the years. Amen. Just like he tries to manipulate human growth. How many of you know they'll be held accountable for trying to play God? Amen. But you produce after your kind. I mean, a man and woman ain't going to produce a dog. Are you hearing me? Every seed produces after its kind. That's the way God created it. Amen? So, words are seeds. And they carry with them the power to produce both good and evil. Another good reason to guard what we say. Can I get an amen? Now look at verse 36. This is Jesus talking here. He says, but I say to you that every idle word men may speak, they will give account of in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Now there wasn't nothing in there other than your words, was it? So whether you're justified or whether you're condemned, whether you have bad or whether you have good. Whether you produce evil or you produce good. Whether you produce right or you produce wrong is in your power. Can you see that? These are just two more powerful scriptures telling us how important our words really are. And as I said, that was red letter. That was Jesus talking. So you can see it does matter how you use your words. That it does matter what you're saying over yourself. But I want you to also see that the words carry with them a consequence. Amen? That Jesus said even the words we say, listen to me now, that when we say, well, I was just joking. I was just idle conversation. Jesus says even those words that we will be held accountable for those words. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of saying things that I know I shouldn't be saying. 
Amen. And I'm going to do better. But God. Hallelujah. People say, well, I just don't believe that, Pastor. Well, then you don't believe Jesus because He said uh, that the words we say are going to produce. Didn't He? Amen. Your words are containers. So let me ask you, what do you say about you? What do you say about your future? What do you speak over your wife? Not just to her face, but about her. What do you speak over your husband? What do you speak over your children? My brothers and sisters, every one of us should take a few moments and evaluate the conversations we've been participating in just in this past week. Amen. In other words, be the confession police over your mouth. I find it very easy to be the confession policeman over Brenda's mouth. <laughs> Baby, I don't think y'all say that. <laughs> yeah, the ones that are laughing know what I'm talking about. Amen. We don't... Now, listen, that don't mean that she can't ever correct me. Okay? Because I want her to. But I have to want her to. Now, the times I don't want her to correct me, I may say something like, yeah, I know, but I said it anyway, and I'll get over it. Amen. Yeah, don't look at me in that tone of voice. I know you probably said that sometimes too. I know what you're saying is true. Talk to the hand. I know I'm the only one that's ever done that. Amen. Praise God. We need to watch what we're speaking. Amen? Every one of us need to take that moment right now and think back this past week and what I've been saying, the conversations I've been a part of. And in your own self right now, just ask God to forgive you and uproot any seed that was negative. Amen? Hallelujah. Are you speaking life over your family? Are you speaking life over your marriage, over your children? Are you speaking life over your finances, your business, your job, your boss? What are you speaking? What am I speaking? When we hear all the negative things happening around the world, do we use our world to just add to the negativity and join in the conversation? Do we use our words to add to the pessimism, the division, the hatred? Bitting one party against the next? One race against another? Who's been vaccinated and who hadn't been vaccinated? Or do we use our words to speak life? And even though they may be saying something negative, we just say, but God. Amen. How do we use our words? Brothers, I want to share, brothers and sisters, I want to share with you that the most powerful thing that you possess is not your education. It's not your job. It's not your career. It's not your 401k. The most powerful thing that you possess is about one inch below your nose. Amen. That's the most powerful weapon you have. Kingdoms have been tore down with words. Amen. Lives have been changed and transformed with words. Amen. It's called the mouth. And we need to learn to use it skillfully. Why? Because the words that come out of our mouth have power in them. And we see this throughout the Bible. How many of you read your Bible and noticed the words that people speak? Or do you just read the stories? We need to watch what people say. We need to see what people say. Amen. Hallelujah. Now turn over with me to James chapter 3. I'm trying to hurry. James chapter 3. And in James chapter 3, James is going to talk extensively about our tongue and our words and how powerful 
what we say really is. James chapter 3, verse 1, he says, My brethren, who's he talking to? You, the church. He ain't talking to sinners. He says, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. Now, I'm going to stop right there for a moment and tell you that anytime you witness to your neighbor, to your spouse, to your children, you have just put yourself in a teacher's position. And you're either teaching them the ways of the world or you're going to be teaching them in the way of God. And you will be judged by what you teach them. Moms, dads, you will be judged by what you teach your children. Got awful quiet in God's house. Grandmas, grandpas, you're just as... You're just as accountable. Pastor John, I'm accountable for every one of y'all. And I'll have to answer to God for every one of y'all. Not whether you received it or not, but what I taught you. Amen? Amen? That's what he means right there. Let not many of you become teachers. He's not talking about teachers of the Bible. He's talking about people who teach people something to do. By the way you act. By the things you say. Mm-hmm. Because look at verse 2. He says, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in what? Word. Word. Now watch this. He is a perfect man. Or he could say she is a perfect woman. But if you don't stumble in word, you are a perfect man able to bridle the whole body. Now that, my brothers and sisters, is one of the most powerful statements that you'll ever read in the Bible. And what James is telling us, he's saying, if you or I can use our words skillfully, where we don't say things that are negative, where we don't say things that are offensive to other people, or ourselves, or our spirit man, and we don't say things that will hurt anybody, including ourselves, Talking bad about yourself. Well, I'm just dumb. I'm just this. I'm just that. Are you seeing what I'm saying? You have no right. And I have no right to speak those kind of things over myself. Amen. Well, I just can't learn anything. Okay, stupid. Are you hearing what you're saying over yourself? I'm not being ugly. We need to listen to what we say. Well, I just can't read the Bible. It's so confusing. That's why you don't read the Bible. Because you just put a spirit of confusion over yourself. Are you hearing me? God has given you the mind of Christ. My Bible still says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Anyone comes up to me and says, I can't do this, they haven't read their Bible. And I'm just going to love them and minister to them saying, you know something? The Bible says you can. And then I'm going to turn to the Scripture and we're going to look it up. And we're going to have a little one-on-one Bible study. Because I don't want them leaving that same way. I want them leaving in victory. Amen? I want them when they leave to say, you know something? Thank you, Pastor, for opening my eyes. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It ain't me, it's Him. Amen? I can break this addiction. I don't have to live under bondage anymore. Praise God. He said if we can keep from stumbling in the things we say, then we are a fully mature person, a Christian, able to control our whole being. Get a hold of that. You want to control your life? Control your mouth. And James is such a good teacher. Look at the examples he gives us. Look at verse 3. He says, Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Verse 4, Look at the ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder. 
wherever the pilot desires. Even so. Everybody say, even so. What he's saying right there, he's saying, just like the bits and the horse's mouths and just like the rudder ships of the rudder, even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. So again, James is telling us that our tongue, or better yet, what comes out of our mouth, is what's going to control the direction of our life. I control the direction of my life with my tongue, and you control the direction of your life with your tongue. In other words, our tongue is our what? Rudder. Our tongue is our rudder. And even though God has given us a detailed map called the Bible on which direction He wants us to go and the way He wants us to go, Guess who's in charge of the rudder? We are. We are. Amen. <clears throat> and you can rudder your mouth into poverty. You can rudder your mouth into divorce court. You can rudder your mouth into sickness and disease. You can speak all these things over your life that cause all different kinds of physical and mental problems. Or you can speak positive, faith-filled words over to your life that will bring your life out of the problems and out of sickness and disease. Can I get an amen? A healthy tongue is a healthy life. Healthy tongue is a healthy life. Now, turn over with me to 1 Peter. 1 Peter. And I know we're covering a lot of scriptures today, and I'm doing my best to hurry. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm privileged and honored to have such a body of Christ that loves God's Word so much nobody will walk out. Do you see what I just spoke into existence? I dare you to walk out now. <laughs> you know, it's important for us to see how our words are impacting our lives. And I'm just about done. So just stay with me. Praise God. In 1 Peter chapter 3, and we actually went over this last week, but it bears bringing out again in verse 10, it says, For he who would love life. How many life lovers we got in here? He who would love life and see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from what? Evil. Evil. And his lips from speaking deceit. That's very important, that last one. And his lips from speaking deceit. Listen to me. Deceitful speech is, uh, is identified as anything spoken that is contrary to God's Word. Now that covers a lot of ground on it. Anything you speak over yourself, over your life, over your family, over your children, over your job, over anything in this world, anything you speak that's contrary to God's Word is deceitful speech. And we need to put it away from us. Amen? It says, He who would love life and see good days, and then what is he connected to? Your tongue. Everything's connected to your tongue. Hallelujah. I can't say that enough. Because you know what? As I said in the outset of this, we're not doing it. We can say it all day long that our words are important, but then we can walk out of here and just go back to saying what we were going to, what we were saying before, and nothing's going to change. How many of you know that? You don't change your mouth, you ain't going to change your life. You don't like what's going on in your life, change your mouth. Amen. I'm speaking to me. I'm hoping you're getting something out of this. This is the Holy Ghost talking to me. Amen. Praise God. And I'm glad He is. I want to change. I want more God in my life. I quit running from Him 25 years ago. I started running toward Him. And I've been running toward Him ever since. And I'm not going to stop until I meet Him in the air. And then I'm just going to fall at His feet. And tell Him, thank you for saving me. Amen. Thank you for sending Your Word and healing me. Praise God. And delivering me from my own destruction. Hallelujah. 
He who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil. How many of you in here want to see good days? You've got to get control of your tongue. Amen? One more scripture. For today, that is. Hallelujah. <laughs> Joe loves coming back. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Like I say, this is the last scripture for today, but God is far from done with this message. Our words, we're going to find out that our words control the authority we have in our lives. Amen? Whether we can put the devil under our feet or not. Whether we're going to live in victory or not. Our words are in control of that. All right. And this scripture brings it out as well. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 19. You there? It says, The way of the wicked is like darkness. That word wicked there did not mean the devil. That the word wicked name means they're, uh, they're living a life contrary to God's word. That's what wicked means. It just means it's twisted. That your life, how many of you ever know what wicker is? It's twisted, right? That's what that means there. It says the way of the twisted, those who do not live uh, the way God wants them to, is like darkness. Now watch this. They do not know what makes them stumble. They do not know what makes them stumble. And they don't. I don't know why I keep doing what I'm doing. Look at verse 20. It says, My son or my daughter, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst. That word midst there means the center. Keep them in the center of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. Now, why would it say to keep your heart with all diligence? Somebody help me. Did you hear what this man just said? This man has just said, I used to step on his toes all the time. <laughs> See what the Word of God's doing in his life? We need, to be, we need to keep our heart with all diligence because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. Keep your heart with all diligence. And then the words that come out of your mouth will be diligent words. They'll be godly words. Just, didn't he just say? He said, he, he, he went down the list. He said, he said uh, <clears throat> first he said, my son, <clears throat> give all of your attention to my words. And also keep your ears perked up <clears throat> excuse me, to what I'm telling you. Amen? Alright. Let's move on. I know you're anxious to get the, the punchline. It says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it, out of what? Out of your heart, spring the issues of life. Out of your heart come the issues of life. Whether they be good or bad, that's where they're coming from. <clears throat> and they come out of your heart through your words. It says, put away from you a what? A lying mouth. A deceitful mouth. What we learned a deceitful mouth was? Any speech that's against the contrary to the Word of God. Put away from you Anything that does not line up with God's Word. And put your perverse lips far from you. Quit speaking evil. Quit speaking negative. 
Amen, amen. Praise God. Well, I'm going to finish up for today. We're not done, are we? How many of you want to be done with this message? How many of you got it? 100%. (laughs) How many of you got it for right now? Right before you leave the building. (laughs) Excuse me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Four secrets to living a godly life, which is basically living in God's best. Four secrets, and they're in these scriptures. Number one, attend to my words. Make God's word first place in your life. Make His word first place in your life. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, if you don't do this, you won't see the what God's have for you has for you. You may get over into the edge of it. And that don't mean you ain't going to heaven. But listen, these are commandments. He says, attend to my words. Put His Word first place. Number two, incline your ears to my sayings. Quit listening to the six o'clock news and get Bible tapes, Bible teachings, uh, our website. I keep telling you to download my messages and keep listening to them over and over and over, not because of who I am, but because what's in the message. You have to keep the Word flowing in your lives. Uh, and, and, and I don't do it now, and I'm getting more involved in it of myself, turning the TV off and turning on the Word of God. Amen. Turning the TV off and turning on the Word of God. Turning the country and western music off when you're riding down the road and turn on preaching tapes or gospel tapes. Something that keeps the Word of God flowing over and over in your life. Amen? Let me tell you something. I'm a cowboy. But I don't listen to country and western music. You know why? Because I lost everything I had when I was listening to it. Listen to the Word sometimes. And then we'll go to singing it. Yeah. Well, my mama got run over by a train. Lost my dog. And I lost my brain. <laughs> you know what you get back when you play that music backwards? Amen. Everything you lost when you was praising, playing it forward. Amen. Teaching tapes and praise and worship music will do a whole lot more from you than country and western music or rock and roll music or any other kind of music. Amen? Amen. Incline your ears to my saying. That's what it's saying. Get rid of all that other junk and put my word in your ears. Amen. Number three, constantly look into the word of God. Into God's word. What does that mean, Pastor? That means every decision in your life, you need to run it through God's Word first. When you wake up in the morning, it ought to be His Word. Thank you, Father God, for Your Word. Show me what You want me to do today, Father. Just as simple as that. And then listen, and He'll tell you. Amen. Number four, keep the Word of God in your heart. Why? We already read it. Out of the abundance of the heart, mouth's going to speak. And what's in your heart is what's going to, what you're going to speak. And what you speak, my brothers and sisters, is what you'll get. Can I get an amen? amen? Let's get on our feet and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word. Hallelujah. How many of, how many of you really appreciate this kind of teaching? Well, I'm sure glad that I'll see all of you here again another Sunday then, right? won't be going down to that feel-good church. Amen. You know something? I feel good every time I leave this building. And I know most of y'all do too because y'all love the Word. Amen. Because the Word is what sets us free. Praise God. You'll know the truth and what? The truth will make you free. Praise God. Well, glory to God, we want everybody to be free, right? So we never never leave this building without giving everyone especially those watching by live stream. Of course, I don't know everyone in here this morning. I don't know what your relationship to the Lord is. But you know something? He does. 
And he wants everyone serving him. Not just knowing him, but serving him. That's what true Christianity really is. It's not what, uh, just what comes out of our mouth. It's what we live in our heart. Amen? So we want to give everyone the opportunity this morning to either give their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ or rededicate their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. So if that's you, with every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around, let's respect the Holy Spirit and what the Spirit wants to do this morning. Even if you're watching my live stream in your home right now, I want you to raise your hand. If that's you and you want to give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, raise your hand and put it right back down. God's going to honor each and every hand that was raised. I want everybody to pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you sent your Son to die on the cross for me. I believe that he is your only begotten Son. And he came and then went back to heaven so I could be there with you. Jesus Christ, come into my heart. Make me new from the inside out. Show me in your word what you would have me do, and I'll do it. I won't question it. I won't doubt your word. I'll just be obedient. In your precious name I pray. Amen. Well, praise God. I said praise God. That wasn't a suggestion. That was a, a command. Let's praise God. Can, can everybody... Hey, I'm going to get you out of the box. Everybody raise your hand, at least one hand, and say, Father God, you're worthy of my praise. You're worthy of my best praise. So right now, receive my praise. I glorify your name. You are my Lord. You are my Savior, and I appreciate you in my life. In your precious name I pray. Amen and amen. Now that didn't hurt, did it? Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. I want you to always remember that Jesus is a miracle-working God, and you're always next in line for your miracle. Amen? You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.